it's 2021 now, and we are definitely recording this in 2021 when everything is perfectly fine, right? As soon as midnight hit, it's all great now. Yeah. Yeah, right? the coronavirus went away. Joe Biden took over the U.S., which I guess was good for Canada also. I love 2021. I'm pinning a lot of hopes on the 2021 <laughs> that I'm definitely in right now. This is the 2021 version of Midlight <laughs> Crisis, which is a real podcast hosted by three grown adults revisiting books for our teens. And it's totally cool. There's really no difference between this podcast from 2021 and 2020. But this time we know going into it that we don't like Edward because in 2020, we started thinking that maybe it would be okay. That's yeah. a great point. That's a great, excellent point. We know what we're getting into now. <laughs> but as per usual, let's introduce ourselves. So I'm Sophie and my randomly generated YA title for the day is going to make Sam jealous because it is my resolution, appropriate, uh, of Wolfields and universes. <laughs> ah! So 2021, I'm guessing the universe is just all about Wolfields. I mean, that's the best kind of 2021 to have. Yeah, that's my resolution. Make more people <laughs> care about Wolfields. <laughs> Hell yes! I'm trying to do that on TikTok right now. Hell yeah! <laughs> so my title does not have to do with Wolfields, but it's still great. My name is Sam, and my YA title of today is The Class of Light and the Sea. Whoa. That sounds like a real book. I know. I would read that for sure. Me too. Dang. Me too. Uh, And my name's Hannah, and my randomly generated YA title for today is The Library of Book Nerds and Succulents. Wow. That seems like a place I would like to be. Yeah, me too. I like both those things, so yes. Yeah. I'm really bad at taking care of succulents. <laughs> I mean, me too. I, my cactus on my desk fell over the other day. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> succulents are like, they're, they're the houseplant I most consistently kill, which is wild because yeah. oh, you're not too. supposed to be able to. <laughs> I'm so good at it. I discovered I was underwatering mine. Uh, Whoa. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> me neither. But it was slowly dying for months when I was, like, watering it very sparingly. And then one week I was like, you know what, I'm just going to water it, like, a couple times this week and see what happens. And it, like, sprung up and started growing. (laughs) Dang. Are you sure you're a succulent? What's going on? (laughs) It's next to my books, so that makes sense. That makes it your house that this book is about. Yep. Oh. The the book nerd with succulents. (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's talk about these books that we yes. read. Well, the, the books we read were Twilight and Midnight Sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the two chapters were both called Interrogations. So how about we hear about them now? <laughs> All right, our Twilight summary is we start with Edward pulling up a surprise pickup at Bella's place, which I called and I still think is really cute i would have liked someone to do that for me in high school anyways they drive to school and at which point this is the scene in the movie where he walks out with his sunglasses looking all hot and i've talked about this before too anyways again so school happens bella talks to jessica edward eavesdrops they talk over lunch and our whole ramble about vampire hunting patterns gets explained in simple conversation however several counters which I'm sure we will discuss in more <laughs> later. 
So I will let Hannah go with the Midnight Sun summary from there. Yeah, interesting. So once again, (laughs) we covered the exact same conversations, though at least this time we do get a little bit of interesting perspective from Edward. The first is a resolution on what happened with Lanny, whose full name is, in fact, Orlando Calderas Wallace. Uh, And it turns out that Carlisle knocked him out, transported him across state lines, and left an anonymous tip to the police in Portland, Oregon. So, uh, bye, Lanny. There's there's a brief scene with Alice where she reminds Edward that she and Bella are going to be very good friends someday. And Edward decides that from now on, it's important that Bella chooses to spend time with him. Despite the fact that an hour and a half previous to this resolution, he was in her bedroom. The conversations he has with Bella and the one she has with Jessica unfold the same way. Edward doesn't really add much. But he does learn from Alice that if he ever takes Bella to watch him hunt, that... Bella will end up dead, and he also spends a fair amount of time talking about how much he hates Bella's shapeless green sweater, which I found vaguely offensive because that's exactly what I'm wearing today. I feel called out. (laughs) So I found the Twilight chapter pretty entertaining. Like the flirting again was pretty good. I really liked it. Yeah. 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 I like, I don't know. I'm a big fan of not just like the content but like writing that is written in such a way to be entertaining in and of itself and I actually like wrote down a couple snippets from the Twilight chapter because like the way she wrote it like the turns of phrase was just fun (laughs) and I was like yeah fun writing yeah there was one where I just like have in all caps a good line I liked it (laughs) and it was when Edward gets out of the car in his cool guy shades and I guess like a very tight shirt and Bella's thought was it was a colossal tribute to his face that it kept my eyes away from his body. <laughs> that was so funny. It was so really good. good. Like, it's just a good line. They were both pretty horny in their oh respective God, chapters. Horny. <laughs> They're, yeah, extremely horny chapters. Yep. At one point, Bella describes Edward as having like the figure of a Greek god. And I know that's something that comes up with somewhat exhausting frequency throughout the Twilight Saga, but I think this is the first one. Am I wrong? No, I I was like, oh, that's weird that she described him that way as the person who doesn't remember anything about later in the books. So this is the first time. <laughs> I remember that specifically from... I think it was like Eclipse and Breaking Dawn reading those that like she calls him that all the time. And I guess this is the first one. So that's noteworthy. Okay. Do you think that's why Stephanie, I mean, it is why, but that's why <laughs> Stephanie Meyer's like leaning into the Hades Persephone thing in Midnight Sun. Cause she's like, Probably. oh, in the Twilight side, she keeps calling him a Greek God, but twist it's Hades. <laughs> she usually refers to him as, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Adonis the adonis i think adonis yeah the beautiful one i guess it was aphrodite's uh boy toy <laughs> uh-huh one of many i assume I was yeah many. <laughs> when you're aphrodite why why settle for one i did find it i don't know i wrote for the midnight sun chapter that i was like i'm so tired of the bella doesn't know how beautiful she is yeah. yes already Like, I don't know, maybe I wasn't tired of it the first time I read Twilight, but I certainly am tired of it now because it's in everything. But it is only marginally saved by the fact that clearly Edward also doesn't know (laughs) how pretty he is. 
I still find that ridiculous. He yep. can literally read minds. He obviously knows that people think he's hot. I don't know why he's acting like it's wild that Bella thinks he's hot. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's like he just, he writes it off entirely as like, well, I wasn't hot until I was a vampire. <laughs> okay (laughs) he's like it's probably a vampire thing (laughs) even if it's a vampire thing you're still hot now i don't know what to tell you bud (laughs) i also like there's a point where bella is like something along the lines of jessica probably thought that him being unbelievably gorgeous excused any of his flaws yeah (laughs) she says that kind of disparagingly but it's like bella clearly that's also true in your books like you're you're like yeah but he's so beautiful even though he could kill me (laughs) i feel like just excusing like weird asocial behavior because he's hot is way less problematic than bella being okay with murder stalking and being a vampire because he's hot those to me seem like far worse crimes than just being kind of a weirdo yep yep you know (laughs) I'm not Bella, so what do I know? <laughs> I still don't understand just, like, how chill she is. It's so weird. It. It's just, like, I get that he's hot. I get that there's something about him that you love because you don't know what he's doing behind the scenes. But I just, I don't understand how. I, I kind of am with Edward on this. Like, yes. how is she not... <laughs> Like, not making more sense. Like, he's a he's a vampire. How are you so chill? I agree. She needs a healthy dose of fear. Like, it's so strange, though, especially in this chapter, because, like, if she was chill all the time, I would almost, like, agree more. But she yeah. does get scared by one of his reactions in this chapter. She does, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, clearly it is him being so angry that scares her. And it's like, he's been angry before when he's been explaining other things. He's angry when she suggests, oh, can I come see you hunt one time? And he's like, absolutely not. And she gets scared by that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why haven't you been scared by any other time where he's like, I could kill you? Like, li- word for word, I could kill you. Yeah, it's a strange set of reactions, for sure. Yeah. Love is blind. Yes. so. <laughs> Which gets into the other thing that had me really rolling my eyes in this chapter which is basically the two of them having like a pissing match over who loves who more oh my god it was so utterly obnoxious and made me frustrated to read it mostly i I, again not to sound like a broken record but mostly because it's just edward discrediting how bella feels being like well you couldn't possibly feel like that like you have no idea how i feel you couldn't possibly feel as strongly as i do it's like can you just like let her also have feelings like come on man it was very like high school it was very juvenile in the sense that like people especially who like have never experienced love before and i don't think either of them have right so to both of them it's just like there's no way they could feel more than I feel because like, I've never felt something so strong like this or something before. So it's just, it's, it's ridiculous, but it just goes to like point how juvenile both of them kind of are in this whole situation. I think. Yeah. Like it's almost when Edward acts like a 17 year old. Yeah. I'm almost like more on board. True. <laughs> yeah. Like when he acts like an 117 year old person, I'm like, 
this is gross. You should know better. <laughs> I feel I don't know if I would enjoy Twilight as much if I wasn't reading Midnight Sun at the same time and disliking it so much. Yes. <laughs> but like I actually found that I kind of enjoyed both the chapters this time. Yeah. There were like a few moments that it was like, oh my god, Edward, I need you to stop. But mm-hmm. like Hannah was saying, like we get some interesting moments where we get Edward's side of something that previously when I've hoped for it, it's just like completely fallen through. Like it's been like, yes. oh, he frowned mysteriously in the Twilight chapter. And it's like, oh, I wonder what that was. And then yeah. in the other one, it's like, I've frowned. <laughs> I <hate laughs> it's that. Like, okay, what? <laughs> but like, I was just really enjoying that the Edward side wasn't him like being like, oh my God, I'm going to kill her. Oh my God, I got to stay away from her. Oh my God. Oh my God. It was like him being like, oh, her heart rate went up and being like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Like, it was him being flustered by her rather than, I don't know, thinking about how he could murder her. Though he does do that later by accident. Of course. Yes. But I thought it was fun. I thought they were two pretty fun chapters. Yeah. I did really like, uh, with the Midnight Sun one this time, hearing mostly Rosalie, but, like, what the other Cullens were thinking while Edward was having this conversation with Bella in the cafeteria, where, like, He's very unguarded and she's asking very vampire-y questions. Yeah. I guess I could summarize that. Basically, Rosalie is absolutely incensed that this is happening. <laughs> there is... So hold fun. on. Let me see if I can find the line. There's literally one single line about Jasper in the entire yeah. chapter. And it is, Jasper was not much happier. And... <laughs> Alice is on board because Alice knows what's going to happen. And Emmett is mostly just like, oh, God, Rosalie, please don't kill everybody in this room. (laughs) That was fun. I liked getting the perspective of how the other vampires react to knowing that Bella knows. Yeah, because like I didn't even think when I was reading the Twilight chapter, like, oh, when they're in the lunchroom, the other Cullens will know what's going on. Yeah. And then when I got to the Midnight Sun chapter, I was like, something I didn't anticipate. Right? (laughs) Exciting. I also, um, in that same scene, Edward describes the sensation of eating pizza as a vampire. Oh, yeah. And it's just like one paragraph. For some reason, I remember it so vividly. From when I first read, like, the leaked Midnight Sun chapters, I barely remember anything else, but I always remembered the description of Edward trying to eat human food and (laughs) saying, like, the gob of food moved slowly and uncomfortably down my throat. I sighed as I thought of how I would have to choke it back up later. Like, for some reason, that specific image has stuck with me for, like, a decade. It's so visceral. (laughs) It's so descriptive. (laughs) Like, I was reading it, and I... It's such an image. She just describes it so well that, like, you can imagine it, and it just, it grosses me out. Like, I literally can just envision it. It's, like, (laughs) just, like, plopping into your stomach. And I couldn't help but think of a sci-fi series I've read where... They have like false stomachs in these androids. So oh, that they yeah. Can, you know what I'm talking about, Sophie? Yeah, in the yeah. Wayfair series. And all I could think of was that. And it's literally just like a robot who like <laughs> eats the food to put on the mask and it just like sits in this like metal cloak of a stomach. <laughs> 
And then we've had whole discussions on this too. It's like, how do you clean it out? Like, da, 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 da. I know with a vampire, it would be different. But at the same time, how do you prevent it from going further? Like, I have a lot of questions. I'm just going to stop here. <laughs> well, I was wondering about that too. And that could be a vampire biology topic if we feel like getting into that. Yeah. But clearly they don't, or they can't, eat human food and derive any value from it. Yeah. And that got me thinking into why do they need to eat anything to begin with if they are totally physically frozen? The whole point of consumption for like an animal is to power metabolic processes, but vampires don't have those. What do they need blood for? Yeah. And it's, it's weird that they need only blood and they can't yeah. process like meats or anything. Yeah. Like I don't understand. No, and like I don't what is it fueling? They don't need energy. Right? Like the way the way that Stephanie Meyer has described vampires in sorry, outside of the books online and like I did read read these like 10 years ago so I might be misremembering things. But it was everything is frozen and nothing changes. Well, their eyes change. <laughs> Why? <laughs> is that what they need the blood for? It's for like pigmentation in their eyes? Is that the only thing it does? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, all right. I also looked up what the physiological change that happens to like change your iris color. Yeah. Oh, okay. The only way you can change your own iris color is like if more melanin gets laid down, which is like a permanent process. Like yeah. there's no, there's nothing in your eye that can change color. <laughs> like it's just a physical structure that refracts light. And so there's no way for that color to change unless there's like a disease where you grow capillaries over your iris. <laughs> so... Is it literally that like, their the eyes blood forms of blood. a film over the iris, but then why would it be a different color if they're eating non-human blood? Right. None of it makes sense. Like it doesn't, if they weren't eating mammals, like maybe if they were yeah. eating horseshoe crabs and their eyes turned blue, yeah. horseshoe crabs have blue bl- blood, like maybe that would make sense. That would be so much cooler. That would be so I'll rad. i by that theory. I feel like that yeah. would happen. <laughs> I'm going to rewrite this book with horseshoe crab blood. <laughs> yeah. But I was also thinking they they need some there's some sort of physiology to produce the venom, right? Like that's what because that's how she describes the pregnancy in Breaking Dawn. I don't, I don't yeah, but like venom that. is basically the only like working fluid in vampires. <laughs> wow, this is just getting grosser and grosser. Does do they have something then that converts the blood into venom? That's what I'm wondering. Like maybe it's an mm-hmm. iron based venom that just gives you iron toxicity and that's why you die maybe (laughs) does the venom do anything other than turn people into vampires is it an anticoagulant i mean that would make sense that would make sense like a paralytic of some kind would also make sense stephanie meyer is also one of the few people that has vampires that have venom like normally it's not venom that turns other people into vampires it's like the vampire blood itself so yeah the only thing that makes sense because like they don't have fangs, right? So it really only yeah. makes sense that it's some sort of like dissolution, like like it's I don't know, like a 
enzyme that breaks down either like skin or yeah. like keeps your blood from clotting, right? Yeah. Biologically. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have sharp fangs to bite through a thing, then like you probably need digestive enzymes. Right? Or something. Are, are they, are they like sea stars. They evert their stomachs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> So I found symptoms of iron poisoning. Oh. Is that where you turn silver? Oh, no, that's silver. No, that's... (laughs) And copper turns you blue, I think. Or can turn you... Is it copper? No, it can't be copper. It's gotta be cobalt. It turns you blue. Is it silver? Yeah. Silver turns you blue. Anyway. Iron poisoning. Uh, Symptoms include nausea, abdominal pain, sometimes vomiting blood, dizziness, low blood pressure... Headache, fever, shortness of breath, fluid in lungs, grayish or bluish color of the skin, jaundice, and seizures. So it just causes organ failure, basically. Dead. (laughs) I guess it usually only happens in children who are on supplements, which is interesting, but not relevant to anything. Oh, whoa, wait. I just remembered. Okay, I used to be iron deficient. Uh Uh-huh. When you're iron deficient, your eyes can get a golden ring around them. Really? Yeah. But that's if you're, like, super iron deficient. I don't remember this more than as a fact that I looked up when I was, like, 13 because I was iron deficient. I'm going to Google it right now. Uh, 10 signs and symptoms of iron deficiency. Control F I. (laughs) (laughs) Pale skin on the inside of the lower eyelids or lips. Your eyes. Um, Whoa, you're also cold all the time. Wait. Wait. Are they just super iron deficient? <laughs> Is that why they need blood? Why don't they just take iron supplements? That must be it. That must be like the logic behind it. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, so vampires are iron deficient. That's why they need blood. Blood, because it's the most efficient way to just get iron from yeah. your food. I mean, it can't possibly be the most efficient way. No, I'm pretty sure red meat is actually better for it. Than like supplements and straight up blood. <laughs> yeah, it is because that's where like the iron is stored, right? Wow, I feel like an idiot right now. <laughs> yeah, none of us are like we all have biology degrees, but not, not this that. kind of biology. We all we all got bored when they started talking about humans, and we were like, nah, bye. <laughs> I took uh, some archaeology classes, so so we have decided, yeah, that vampires are all severely anemic, and that's why they need to drink blood. And that's possibly where the golden thing on their eyes come from. But yes. unconfirmed. But, but, but they get the golden eyes when they're well fed. On animals. On blood. Animal blood. Yeah, they get red blood. eyes if they're fed on human blood. Which that part that makes perfect I, sense. Yeah, that part I just can't explain. Unless the red eyes is a symptom of like, what's that thing you get when you eat human brains? Prions? The zombie disease? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's like, I don't know, I've never eaten a human brain, Sophie. Yeah, I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> no, but like, you read about it sometimes, right? Uh, um. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hannah kind of touched on this before, but the, and even though I said, like, I liked most of the, even the Midnight Sun chapter, I wanted to scream because a large portion of the chapter was Edward, like, really leaning into bella making the choice right so like mm-hmm. any thing yeah. to hang out with him or spend any time with him he was like really pushing for it to be her choice which mm-hmm. like love that 
maybe tell her that you're watching her while she sleeps and let her choose on that also but um maybe he just hasn't gotten to that yet except in like the third paragraph of this chapter he literally thinks the the phrase what bella wanted and what was best for bella were two very separate things yeah so troublesome and so i was like ah ruined the rest of the chapter yeah like five paragraphs later he's like it's her choice if she wants yeah. to hang out with me. And it's like, Edward, you made the choice that like, she's not allowed to talk to Alice, even though Alice is like, Bella's going to like me. Yeah. Right. You made the choice for her that she's not allowed to sleep alone. <laughs> it uh, it sounds like all of those, this is going to get me in trouble. <laughs> it sounds like all of those like quote unquote, nice guys who say that they're going to, be nice to women or whatever and then do the exact opposite yeah yeah he's saying that he's you know letting her choose and letting her have the final say believing her statements and feelings and stuff and then he does the opposite of that yeah i don't even know if he realizes that that's what he's doing yeah or if stephanie meyer realizes that's what he's doing (laughs) 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 there was like something that i i don't know if i was just reading way too far into it but this chapter especially when they both start to get more horny (laughs) for each other Uh it's still like even though we're in both of their heads it's like very pg (laughs) like it's like ah they look very pretty and then that's all (laughs) it's like okay and so i decided to look up um, sexuality as it is approached by the Mormon church. Okay. (laughs) Because this is how Stephanie Meyer would have been raised, right? Mm -hmm. And I just find it interesting that especially in the Midnight Sun book, we get in the heads of a lot of secondary characters who are like supposed to be very unpleasant people. Mm -hmm. Yes. And from Edward's perspective, all the boys who are like gross and then all the girls who are like mean, they Mm -hmm. all have like very aggressive, like sexual fantasies Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Edward like is like, Oh God, I don't even want to think about the fantasy that Jessica is currently having about me. Right. Which like also gross. I don't want to talk about that or think about that. But meanwhile, Edward and Bella who are like the two main characters and the like pure good people, like have these like very pg thoughts about each other (laughs) yes which is like i don't know yeah so in mormonism you're like supposed to keep any like you're supposed to be totally chaste in your thoughts Mm -hmm. until marriage even your thought they have thought crimes in mormonism yeah Yeah. so your thoughts have to be like completely pure the description is like yeah, even preoccupation with sex in one's thoughts and talking. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yep. Inordinate affection is on there. What? <laughs> like, like, what but then also, mean? but then also, like two things before it says being without natural affection. So oh you have to be at the perfect line, which I'm not going to really get into at all. <laughs> but like leading off of that, I've also noticed that specifically only right like only the boys 
ever think of or call Bella like attractive or beautiful. The girls don't even go, oh, she's like really pretty. You know, like none of them comment on Bella's appearance. Mm -hmm. And on the opposite side, in Midnight Sun in this chapter, we get the girls all like thirsting over Edward. But then we have (laughs) one interaction with Rob Sawyer where Edward like smiles and laughs next to him. And Rob thinks immediately, like, creepy. Yeah. And so, obviously, this... What I got from this is, like, obviously, this is coming from a very anti-queer dance. Which, while I was looking into Mormonism, I was like, yes, they are like, oh, you can be gay, but you just can't ever think about it or act on it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's not how that works. Yeah, so I don't know. It was just a lot. Maybe I was just bored by the chapter and was like, I need to read into this too far. But that's what I got out of it. You're not reading into it too far, trust me. <laughs> I have a Mormon family, so I won't say any more than that, but it's, uh, yes. it's very spot on. <laughs> I mean, Stephanie Meyer also does the classic, like, straight woman thing of In Midnight Sun from Edward's perspective. Would Bella want to know Alice to have a vampire for a girlfriend? It's like, that's... I hate that. That's... <laughs> why Why is this still a thing that, like, straight ladies do? <laughs> I just... I can't handle it when... It drives me bonkers. <laughs> yeah. I just struggle to... <laughs> like, please stop calling people your girlfriend unless you're dating. Please. I it's so confusing. That's all I ask of you. <laughs> I'm just it goes from imagining too. Yeah, I'm imagining the opposite thing where you're like hanging out with your dude friends, and they're like, Oh yeah, me and my boyfriends were watching the game yesterday. Like that would yeah. never happen. I'd be like, aw, they're all so happy together. Yeah. Polygamous <laughs> relationship. Oh god. A bunch anyway. of dudes being bros. A bunch of guys being dudes. Well, one of the things though is like the having um friends of the opposite sex is very like Basically, I've grown up my whole life. Like, if I've had a dude friend, everyone in my family automatically thinks they're my boyfriend. So That's a great point. I guess taboo is more, I guess, mm-hmm. a better word. But it's just also very traditional. Um, more in the more religious section than just, like, Mormonism in, in itself. That's, like, if you're mm-hmm. a woman and you have a friend that is a guy, you're, like, automatically, like, oh, we can't just be friends kind of thing. It's uh, yeah. So it's a weird thing. It's just more in the it's more in that like old school traditional thought process, and it's just very ingrained in the church. Yes. Yeah, I went to Catholic school for twelve years. There was a bit of that in there too, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey Sam, yeah. did you notice that in Jessica's thought voice, she thinks of Edward doing something hot, and then goes, "Oh, swoon." <laughs> Because I noticed. <laughs> yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I would swear too. I want to know on these chapters, what is what are these chapters on the swoon scale? Because <laughs> oh. they registered on a scale for me, even me at too. all, which is yeah. impressive. So I imagine yeah. they're higher up Sam's swoon scale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I struggle with it because it's like, I know Edward deep down, so I have a hard time calculating that. You're married. You know? So like I have a hard time being like because me as a person 
who doesn't want to think too much on this. I'm like, yes, this is flirty. This is great. This is what I want. This is the banter, like 10 out of 10 swoons. But we all know that I can't not overthink every single thing in my life, including characters and reactions. And the Mm -hmm. fact that Edward is so problematic. So I have trouble separating that. So overall, though, I will say the flirting is like an 8 out of 10. I like a little bit more sass, a little bit more snark, but like, it's good. It's there. Yeah. I like it. I mean, yeah, I said this earlier, but like, I'm just a big fan of anything that portrays like the dude as also getting flustered and like, yeah. like, it's just like, ah, it's cute. He also thinks she's cute. It's like, I, yes, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> We're, yes, we know this. <laughs> However, <laughs> like, but in the moment it's like, ah, he noticed. I really like it. Anytime Bella like calls him on his shit, I like I like Bella more and more with every chapter, which is kind of nice, especially in Twilight. But Edward makes some comment about how he was like unhappy about something that Bella said to Jessica during their conversation in class, and she goes like, "Well, you know what they say about eavesdroppers," and I was like, yeah. "Yes, Bella, <laughs> like tell him, yes, girl." Wait, <laughs> Hannah, are you sure you don't mean eavesdroppers? <laughs> that's what my book said really (laughs) that was one of the the titles i picked up and that was one of them i don't remember what the other one was it was twilight the other one was toy truck instead of my truck yes (laughs) it's fine i know we just talked about how much we are liking bella more and more which i largely agree with i have enjoyed I don't know. I was like, I was so down on Bella when I first read these books. And now I'm like, I love Bella. She's great. Except for this one moment. Oh. (laughs) Where, you know what? I was like, my notes literally say they deserve each other. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're talking about how Edward keeps like with what he's doing and saying, trying to say goodbye, like make her go away. Mm-hmm. And then Bella has the thought, if I had to, I suppose I could purposefully put myself in danger <laughs> to keep him close. And I was I like, had a note about that too. Holy shit. <laughs> this is extremely problematic, Bella. Yep. And yeah. obviously, I don't really remember what happens in New Moon other than Jacob is there a lot. Uh, it's this. <laughs> but yeah. I, no, but I, yeah. So I remember that she like puts herself in danger, but. Unless I'm mistaken, it's because it brings back memories of him. Yeah. It, like, makes her hallucinate, I yeah. think. If I hadn't read this line, I would argue, like, oh, well, it's because it's giving, like, her her own positive feedback loop. It's not that it's actually working to keep him close. But the fact that she had this thought means that that's probably in there somewhere as well. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, this is extremely emotionally abusive. Yes. If you do this on purpose to someone while thinking this. Yes. She at least like dismisses it pretty quickly here. But I mean, we all know that she does come back to that sort of behavior. Plus the way she dismisses it kind of makes me think it's only because she knows Edward would be mad that she would think about putting herself in danger. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bad thing to do to someone. Yeah. I mean, making people you love hurt is like not yep. <laughs> not a good thing to do threatening people you love that you'll die if they don't stay with you is 
a huge red flag. Yeah, that's like way not a good thing. Almost than anything Edward has done. Yep. But anyway. Yeah, no, you're right. They're both. <sighs> but like Bella is a shitty 17 year old. It's true. Edward yeah. is 117 and should know better. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess she is a teenager and we all know what teenagers are like, but. Terrible. Yikes. At least, like, okay, at least right after this, we get the best part of the chapters, which mm-hmm. is where they talk about the distribution of predators. Yeah! Is that the best? Because I got mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it is like, it's almost like they did what we did a few episodes ago, where we looked up when the season is for bears and mountain lions and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. But she, like, only Googled it for, like, three minutes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because. As we said before, Grizzly is not. <laughs> There's no season for Grizzly. Nope. So even though Bella's like, oh, you can't hunt bears because it's not the season for them. And I was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Edward's like, well, actually, Grizzly, it's fine because. It was the laws prohibit hunting with weapons. It was like, Edward, you little sh- Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You think that, like, because you're not using a weapon that overrides the environmental impact that your actions are having? Like, loopholes don't work like that. You are 117. You should know better. Yeah. But, like, also, they're like, oh, we we track based, we go based off population numbers and, like, we go where there's lots of predators and da-da-da-da-da. Where, like, where is that? <laughs> like, how do you like there's scientists that have extreme methodologies to do this accurately and properly and I understand that yeah they all have a bunch of doctorate degrees or whatever but like what do you just have a bunch of trap cameras out there and you're just like monitoring all these populations it made me really mad also unless you got your like doctorate three years ago like if, yeah. Edward, if they all got their doctorates in the 70s it's like yeah things are different now (laughs) that is an excellent point yeah ecology methods are constantly changing very true species population numbers are constantly changing (laughs) yeah so it's like you would have to have an entire research program set up to monitoring the population along the entire northwestern pacific coast and i'm just like that's not possible and if they're relying on like the human science the human science doesn't take into consideration the fact that they're removing multiple large predators yeah from multiple populations every year yeah plus the way he so offhandedly says like oh yeah we focus on areas with an overpopulation of predators nobody knows (laughs) nobody knows that like people always assume that science knows way more than it does it's like we have no idea how many mountain lions are in seattle yeah no there's been a debate since even before i moved to nova scotia the first time on whether there are mountain lions here or not. Literally yeah. nobody knows because people say they see them, but there's if they are here, there's not enough for them to have been captured on cameras or they're not in the right places. Like We literally don't even know if they are here in a populated province. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> And these, what, like seven vampires are just like, yeah, we know where all of... Can Edward hear mountain lion thoughts? Like, is that how he knows how many there are? <laughs> I want that so badly. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Wait, then would he be able to translate? Like, oh, Oh. I have so many questions. Well, I think the answer is no, because we didn't hear any thoughts when they were out hunting. 
I bet there's a vampire whose like special talent is talking to animals. <gasps> I want to be that vampire. I want that one. We have all had a history of working with animals or having pets. I thought so much about how easy my life would be if I could just be like, hey, fish, come over here. I'm not going to eat you. There will be food. Yeah. I feel like if I could mentally communicate with my jellyfish who only have like a nerve net, <laughs> it would just it would just be like in punctuation marks. Like I feel like yeah. you would touch them and there would just be a lot of exclamation points. <laughs> And then the rest of the time, it would just be, like, ellipses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if you could just tell them, though, like, hey, there's, like, a screw on this wall. Don't go there. It will hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't your life be so much easier? <laughs> God, I, you guys, I can't believe that neither of you read the Immortals series by Tamora Pierce. There's literally a part where she finds someone's pet birds who are all sick and she she's like, "What have you guys done?" and they're like, "We were eating the paint off the wall." And she's like, "Don't do that." And it's like, "Okay, we fixed it." Instead of having to like tear down the entire exhibit to replace oh the one stupid blue wall that they're eating. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know if you could just tell them. <laughs> anyway, so don't eat grizzly bears. <laughs> don't eat grizzly bears or mountain lions. Or mountain lions. Don't do it. Claim that you know how to track populations when you don't. Yeah. Don't murder them. Just drink some of their blood and put a satellite collar on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would love that. Because we also came to the conclusion that they can't turn non-hominid species mm-hmm. to vampires. So it's just yeah. like, just drink a little bit, let it go, and then Get another back. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or, you know, raise livestock. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to be harping on this for as long as this podcast exists. Vampires should just all be farmers. There is no good reason for this not to be the case. I'm going to die on this hill. (laughs) Our next holiday drunk vampire movie is going to be about a farmer vampire. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, yes. Small town farmer vampire. Small town farmer. Anyway, that'll be a later episode. Yeah. The funny thing about the bear thing is that Edward basically says that the reason Emmett likes to eat bears is because he's still holding a grudge that a bear killed him 70 years ago. This <laughs> 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 is a great point. Like that's that's pretty good. <laughs> well, also like it's kind of funny that he says, "Oh yeah, Emmett likes to hunt them in spring because that's when they're the most irritable. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and he specifically says it's because they're coming out of hibernation. I was like, okay, a bear coming out of hibernation is at its weakest. Yeah. <laughs> Starving. It's like probably given birth to like four babies <laughs> while it was sleeping. It hasn't eaten in like eight months. I'm like Emmett, if you want to fight a bear when it's at its most powerful, <laughs> you need to do that in the fall. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was such a weird line. Yeah. Clearly, we are better biologists than Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> weird. Yeah. Imagine. Uh, was there anything else that was interesting about this chapter? Not really. No. I had the thought that Edward should just join the CIA. I feel like they would even be chill with the fact that he's a vampire because he can read minds and is like impossibly fast and strong. Yeah. Why are they not all just spies? They should all be farmers or spies. <laughs> <laughs> What about farmer spies? Oh man, undercover on a farm and insert enemy of the United States here. <laughs> okay, we're going to write a uh, fan fiction of Twilight and then it's going to get published. 
Yes. Oh my God. The fan fiction is going to be farmer spies and also <laughs> vampires. Fifty Shades of the CIA. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, no, wait, no. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> 50 bales of hay. I was gonna oh say. my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Glad I got that out. <laughs> so we're gonna write uh Do They Know It's Krampus and 50 Bales of Hay. You heard it here first. <laughs> Keep an eye out for our uh award winning series coming soon it gets to better every time someone says it <laughs> coming soon to some kind of online self-publishing website oh, nowhere near a streaming service near you no any not even close nope the oh, opposite boy. direction all right uh i mean i have some other things to say but honestly they're all negative so i think we'll end on that <laughs> but yeah let's speculate on what's coming next so for the Twilight chapter, we have chapter 11, which is complications. And then for the Midnight Sun chapter, which is chapter 12, we also have complications. Great. <laughs> Love great it. It means it's the exact same plot again, probably. Uh, reading the same thing twice is my favorite thing to do. This time was actually fun. Oh, I didn't have fun this time. Oh, I kind of had fun. I had to take a break with it. But when I took a break and like read them a few days apart, it was okay. okay. Yeah, I think part of my issue is I read them both on the same day whilst making French onion soup. So I was Dang. a little distracted. I would do it. <laughs> I honestly am drawing a blank here. I I know she goes to their house at some point. Like I know the general timeline of things, but... I really don't know what this is going to be about. Is this, I mean, is this the car ride? To wherever they go? To the meadow? Yeah, because that's got to be the next thing, right? He's yeah. He mentions in the chapter that it's going to be sunny this weekend. So the Cullen family will be lying low, but like, does Bella want to do something with him? Other than going to Seattle, which was their original plan. Yeah. So it's got to be something, I leading up to the meadow scene or like including the meadow meadow scene does something happen in the meadow i'm kind of hoping that the complications is like the rest of the collins giving edward maybe that would be nice so what happens to bella that's complicated or is this do we get the the other three vampires are they like because i know they come in earlier than bella knows oh do they with this, yeah, but I, I, I think this might still be too early, but I'm wondering, because I know they, like, they come in and they're, like, in the area for a while before What's-His-Face, like, realizes Edward loves Bella or whatever, but I don't, mm. I feel like it's still too early for that. I mean, we are almost halfway through this book. I know, that's why I'm questioning myself. <laughs> it could be that. It might be. I feel like, though, because it's, like, that seems more like a Midnight Sun thing. Yeah. And this is in Twilight as well. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't know what her complication is. I, like, I wonder if the complications are, does, like, does Bella react when she sees him glittering? She reacts positively, I think. Yeah, I think so. Maybe, does she need to, like, dodge Charlie to, like, go out for the weekend or something? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe, or, like, when yes. she, do, do they go and come back all in one chapter maybe maybe 
Oh, wait, is this only from the movie? But I know that Billy and Jacob come to oh. the house. And like, isn't there like a rumor that Bella's spending time with the Cullens and then like, there's like a oh, conversation? Yeah, if that's a thing, that would be pretty complicating. I know that's in the movie for sure, but that's also the first time that like Bella's reintroduced to Jacob in the movie. So, or am I, see, I'm mixing it all up in my head. I don't know. Those something along anything that I spoke about in the last five minutes. <laughs> okay. So it's either the Cullens, more vampires, the werewolves or Charlie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think um, we've covered our bases pretty yeah, well. <laughs> I think we've got a good chance for it to be one of those. <laughs> All right. I'm confident that something we said is going to be correct. If you, the listener, liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media, we are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And <laughs> I think uh, Rosalie summarized pretty well just how we're all feeling about Edward and 2020 now that it's over. You selfish job. How could you do this to us? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah. I love Rosalie. Yeah. <laughs> I like Rosalie. I have mad respect for her now. Like, I'm I'm uh-huh. team Rosalie. <laughs> I still don't like her, but that line's pretty good. <laughs>